Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding. And welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Yes, this week we're talking about a cartoon TV show that was all the rage in the 90s that recently got a reboot, and that's Tiny Toons. Tiny Toon Adventures, known simply as Tiny Toons for short. Yes, and the reboot is called Tiny Toons Luniversity. Yes, and it, that show features like the li little counterparts to the Looney Tunes. Yep, it's like the kid versions of the classic Warner Brothers characters Looney Tunes. Yes, I know. And they're all related to very famous classic characters. Exactly. So we're going to talk about these characters today, the reboot, what you can expect to see from it, and what we love about the old version of the show. And before all that, we're going to talk about the theme song in a song feature. Yes. We're tiny. We're toony. We're all a little loony. And in this cartoony, we're invading your TV. We're comic dispensers. We crack up all the sensors. Our tiny tune adventures get a dose of comedy. So here's at me, acres. It's a whole wide world apart. Our whole sweet home stands alone apart to work apart. What stands out to you about the Tiny Toons Adventures theme song, Ezra? It's catchy and it's fun and it's hilarious and it sounds like the iconic Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies music. It absolutely does. I agree with all of those descriptors. It's such a fun song. When you hear it, you won't get it out of your head. It modulates so it goes up, it gets a little faster. It's sung by a chorus of happy sounding voices. I know. It also mentions the main characters. It does. Like any great theme song, it goes through all the characters you'll see in the show. Yeah. And the song was originally written by Bruce Broughton, who ultimately wound up winning a Daytime Emmy Award for that song in addition to his music supervision of the show in general. And the song in the reboot is the same song, but they've now changed the lyrics to fit the more specific setting of Looniversity, whereas the original theme song lyrics described a general, the general cast of characters of the Looney Tunes, right? Yep, similar to how they did the reboot of Animaniacs, they changed the theme song. Indeed. And this show we're talking about, and Animaniacs and those other related shows, were produced by Steven Spielberg. They were. Steven Spielberg, you've probably heard of him, an incredibly famous director. Looney Tunes was actually his, his company, Amblin Entertainment's, first stab at an animated cartoon show for kids. Which they did following the success of Roger Rabbit, which he was also involved with. Yep. And they knocked it out of the park. But we'll get into more of that later. So what was that you were going to say before I mentioned that? There were a lot of composers that went into the music of Tiny Toons. And while Bruce Broughton wrote the original theme song, there were a ton of people who contributed to the rest of the music. Also, Tiny Toons theme song has been played off of. What was the visual component to that introduction, Ezra? showing some, the rings, the rainbow rings, and it looking like iconic intros of classic Looney Tunes and Merry Melodies shorts. Yeah, yeah. And so it's kind of all these different familiar slash funny slash iconic scenes cut together to the music. And that kind of style has been replicated over and over and over and over again, sometimes to the very same theme song with, again, lyrics being changed to fit something else. 
So you know you've done well with the theme song when people are parodying it and replicating it for other purposes. Yeah, yeah. I'm now I'm just ready to go to our feature presentation. Sounds good. So this show, Tiny Toon Adventures, first premiered in 1990 and ran until 1992. Yes. And it was led by Tom Ruger with Paul Dini being the writer. And it was originally thought of by Terry Semmel, who at the time was the president of Warner Brothers Company. They were at the time looking to, quote, inject new life into the Warner Bros. animation department. So they wanted to come up with something new and they wanted it to be a hit. Yes, I know. And this show like premiered a year after Mel Blank, the original voice of many of the Looney Tunes like Bugs and Daffy, Tweety, Porky, Sylvester, Foghorn, Leghorn passed away. That's right. So they were intending to have Mel Blanc come back and voice those characters, but it sounds like because of his passing, they had to recast a bunch of those characters. Like recast Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Porky Pig, uh, Taz, Yosemite Sam, and all those others. Mm-hmm. And some of those characters were picked up by Joe Alasky, who also voiced the original character Plucky Duck in the show. And then Jeff Bergman, Greg Burson, Bob Bergen, and Mel Blanc's son, Noel Blanc. Yeah, I see. Yeah. The late Joe Alasky, who passed away in 2016, voiced Plucky Duck. Indeed. I know this show it has a lot of like slapstick violence and humor. Yeah, it's a very similar humor to the original Looney Tunes. It's cartoon violence. It's silliness and outrageousness. I know, yes. And what's the relationship of the characters to the Looney Tunes? Like there's the different characters, like there's Babs and Buster Bunny, who are the two main characters. Buster is related to Bugs. Well, Babs initially was not related to any character, but since that when they introduced Lola Bunny, she's related to Lola. But Plucky, of course, was related to Daffy. Of course. And all of the small characters in the Tiny Toons Adventures series are attending Looniversity, which is a school where all of the old Looney Tunes characters teach younger cartoon characters both how to be funny like they were and also how to take over as starring cartoon characters. Yeah, I know. And there's Hampton JPEG, who's related to Porky Pig, Elmira Duff, who's the really stupid, dim-witted, not-too-bright character related to Elmer Fudd. Mm-hmm. And you know that, and there's Montana Max, who's the really angry and bad-tempered fellow who's a bully and his also the the main antagonist of the show, and he's based on Yosemite Sam, and he's greedy and pretty mean. Right, and Almira and Montana Max are the two human characters in the show. There are no other human characters, right? Well, there are some human characters, but they are the only two main human characters. Gotcha, and they're villains. Elmira's not completely a villain like Monty is. She's more of like a stupid, dim-witted, and not very bright character. Gotcha. Who else is in the show? Furball, who's related to um, Sylvester. Dizzy Devil, who's related to Taz. Sweetie, who's related to Tweety. Uh, Shirley the Loon. Uh, Fifi Lapume, who's related to Peppy Lapu. The Go-Go Dodo, who's based on the Dodo character from who first appeared in the short Porky and Wacky Land. Calamity Coyote, who's based on Wily Coyote. And Little Beeper, who's based on Roadrunner. 
So the relations between the big Looney Tunes characters and the Tiny Tunes characters are made pretty obvious by both their names and their appearances and to some extent their personalities. And it's interesting to note that Tiny Toons came out during a time when reboots featuring kid versions of older adult cartoons were really popular. Like the Flintstones or something like that. Yeah. So like around the same time, there was the Flintstone Kids and a pup named Scooby-Doo, which was about a baby Scooby-Doo. And also Tom and Jerry. Tom and Jerry Kids. Yeah. And Muppet Babies. Yeah, that's right. Where they did little versions of them. And I know... In addition, there's been baby Looney Tunes, which featured baby versions of the Looney Tunes. Yeah, so it was a time when animation studios and production studios were really breaking into the idea that some of these first animated shows that were for a mixed audience could be targeted specifically at kids. And that's part of the idea that changed the original idea for the Tiny Toons Adventures from a feature-length movie into a kid's TV show. I know, and I know that Tiny Toon Adventures... When that ended, it was in favor of the follow-up show, Animaniacs. That's right. And a lot of the production crew from Tiny Toons, as well as the voice actors, transferred over into Animaniacs. I know, yes. In addition, there were two spinoffs to, to Tiny Toons, which was a short-lived spinoff called The Plucky Duck Show, which had only 13 episodes and ran from September to December of 1992. Gotcha. And then there was Pinky, Elmira, and the Brain, which ran from September 1998 to April 1999, which featured Elmira Duff meeting Pinky and the Brain from Animaniacs and their own spinoff show. Right. And so despite the spinoffs and being replaced by Animaniacs, it's worth noting that Tiny Toons was really, really successful at the time. In fact, it got better ratings than a lot of the Disney afternoon cartoons that Disney was doing. And raving reviews across the board from news outlets and reviewers and critics. It was clear that it was a very high production show. In fact, Ezra, you'll find this interesting that the cell count, so the number of frames that were hand-drawn for animation, was more than double the standard amount of other animated TV shows at the time. So Tiny Toons was using 25,000 cells per episode instead of the standard 10,000 cells, which would make the characters in animation a lot more fluid and nice looking. I see. Interesting. And I know that in, during the time there were some video games based on the series mm -hmm. that were released for like NES and Sega Genesis, Game Boy, PlayStation, and some other platforms. That's right. And were they well, well received? Some were and some like got like mixed or mediocre reactions. Gotcha. I know that some of the voice actors were able to d reprise their roles for the video games, right? Yes. I know one of the actors who was in uh, who was in Tiny Toons who voiced Hampton was the late Don Messick, who passed away in 1997 and was known for being in older shows from Hanna-Barbera like Scooby-Doo and things like that. That's right. There are a lot of recognizable names in the voice acting cast of this show, though. Yes, Cree Summer voiced Elmira, I remember. And who originally voiced Babs was Tress McNelly, who would later voice Dot Warner in, in, in the, in the follow-up, Animaniacs. Right. And Shirley the Loon was voiced by Gail Mathis, who prior to doing this show was on Saturday Night Live. I see, yeah. And Maurice LaMarche who would later voice Brain and Pinky and the Brain, voiced Dizzy Devil, and Rob Paulson, who would later voice 
um, Yakko and Pinky and Animaniacs and Pinky and the Brain voiced Furball. Right. So these are some pretty big names for the time, at least in animation and voice acting. And so all in all, this led to create a really successful show, a successful production crew. So why did it end, Ezra? Because they were ready to do a newer, similar show, Animaniacs. What's so similar between Animaniacs and Tiny Toons? They're related to Looney Tunes and they're known for having like slapstick humor and violence and comedy. Yes, it's just that Animaniacs isn't as directly tied to Looney Tunes. It has some mostly newer original characters, though. And I know that Tiny Toons did have episodes that parodied things, like one that parodied Star Wars and one that parodied Little Shop of Horrors and a bunch of other things. Oh, fun. Yeah, Tiny Toons was known for kind of referencing real-life stuff going on in Hollywood and other media. I know, yes. I also read that one of the episodes of Tiny Toons was co-written by three fans who were teenagers at the time. That episode was called Buster and Bad's Go Hawaiian. I see. Interesting. Yeah. Right? And I remember one of the, forgot to mention one of the characters, there was even one related to Marvin the Martian named Marsha the Martian. Oh, right. Another great play on an original character's name. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. There was also a recurring villain from that show named Arnold who was a kind of a mean pit bull bully. And I remember some of the characters did also appear as cameos in Animaniacs. That's right. They carried them over. Yes. And so what's going on with the new Tiny Toons Luniversity reboot? It already premiered on Max, as well as Cartoon Network. On September 8th and 9th, right? Yes, and it, it has some new characters in some of the original, but they're different actors from the original. Yeah, so some key actors aren't around or aren't alive anymore to reprise their roles, and then other people were just replaced with newer actors. Like Don Messick or Joe Alaskey, who passed away, and their characters who were voiced by those actors got replaced by someone else. That's right. But generally, Steven Spielberg was really excited to bring back Tiny Toons. They have reanimated it, so it's modern looking, it has kind of a different art style, But the same theme song, just slightly different lyrics to emphasize that the Looniversity series is more focused on the college experience of the Tiny Toons, whereas the original Tiny Toons Adventures was more broad. They went on adventures that had nothing to do with school. Yeah, I see. Yeah. And I know that it's in the same style as the reboot of Animaniacs that premiered on Hulu a few years ago. And I know characters like Montana Max and Elmira Duff are in it, but less frequent. Right. They did make some kind of character dynamic edits. Another one being that Buster and Babs are now related. They're fraternal twins. And for the first time, Babs is seen with Lola Bunny, who did not appear until the 1996 film Space Jam. Oh, interesting. I didn't catch on to that. Yeah, I know. And I remember watching some old episodes of Tiny Toons when I was younger, when it did have reruns in the early 2000s on Nickelodeon. Nice. And also, I remember there were some old, like, books based on the show that were little golden books from the 90s, published by Western Publishing, which was the owner for golden books at the time before it was later sold to Random House. That's right. So Amblin is still producing this new Tiny Toons Luniversity show, right? Yes, they did following the success of the reboot of Animaniacs. 
it's interesting to me that they decided to reboot Animaniacs before they rebooted Tiny Toons, don't you think? I agree, yeah. And even a few years ago, Freakazoid, who was, which was also a show created by Steven Spielberg, appeared in an, as a guest in an episode of the hit show Teen Titans Go! Oh, that's right. Warner Brothers doesn't do quite as many crossovers as Disney and self-referencing as Disney, but when they do do a crossover, they do it justice. It's not subtle. It's in your face and you recognize it, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah, they do it differently from Disney, which it's interesting both Warner Brothers and Disney are celebrating their 100th anniversaries this year. Oh, Warner Brothers too? Yeah, not just Disney, yeah. Wow. Warner Brothers is a notoriously different very different production studio. They do pretty different things, but it's a huge one on its own. But then the whole corporation now is Warner Brothers Discovery because it merged with Discovery a, over a year ago. So taking on even more. Yeah, that's right. I know. Well, it sounds like the excitement around Tiny Toons is pretty high. Tom Ashin, who is the president of Cartoon Network when it airs, said, quote, Tiny Toons University will capture all the clever, subversive, and smart humor that made Tiny Toon Adventures such a standout series. Fans old and new will love to laugh at and with these characters all over again. Have you seen any of the new show, Ezra? Little bits of it, though, but I know the original series I forgot to mention was also originally part on, on CBS and later on Fox's former kids programming Brock Box Kids, which 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 was a block from a kids programming block from the 90s and early 2000s. That's right. And the new show is going to be on Cartoon Network. Yes, I know. Other the you know, the other related shows to Tiny Toon Adventures were also on Fox on the Fox Kids block as well. Right. So, what did you think of what you saw of Tiny Toon's University? Hilarious, and I like how it's an updated version of an old classic Saturday morning cartoon show from the 90s. So I really like how they did the same, just like they did with Animaniacs, they did the same with Tiny Toons. Yeah, it seems like they're being really true to the classic shows and just modernizing them a little bit in their technology and plot lines. With modern technology and gadgets and things like that. Absolutely. And the characters don't really age because they're fictional animated characters. Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, they're, they're still the same old characters. They're still little. They're still young. They're still learning. Like they sing in the theme song. Yes, I know. I remember when they first announced the reboot that just came out, just right before the Animaniacs reboot premiered. Probably to get everyone really excited. I know, and, and they they did this show probably because the Animaniacs reboot that premiered a few years ago was a success, so they wanted to do this too. I think that makes sense. Is there anything else you'd like to say about Tiny Toons, Ezra? I like how clever it is with parodies and humor and slapstick and satire. Yeah, yeah, all of the above. Yes, I know. And today's generation of kids, I'm sure, would love this one with parents who enjoyed the original growing up. That's true. That'll be a really cool thing to see for parents to see their kids enjoy the new version of an old show they watched. Yeah. Great. Well, let's move on into trivia. We have to answer last episode's question about the Walt Disney Family Museum. Yeah. 
The question was, one of the buildings that makes up Walt Disney Family Museum used to be an army building, but it was not barracks like the other building. What rooms were in that building? Yes, there used to be a, a recreation building that had a pool, a gym, billiards room, because billiards is another name for the game of pool. And they also had a pool for people to swim in. And so that's so cool from which now houses the Walt Disney Family Museum today. That's right. Yeah. It was interesting that that big, big building used to be for recreational stuff. That makes sense why it has so much space inside. I know. Now we've got a question about Tiny Toons. In 1992, what is the name of the film, the Tiny Toons based film that was released? I think at either direct to video or on TV. If you think you know the answer, be sure to listen into next episode. Thank you for listening and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.